Scott Summers has never done anything wrong in his life. He just punched Pyro in the face. Scott Summers has done exactly one thing wrong in his life. Welcome to episode 47 of the Mutant Musings Podcast. It's the beginning of May 2019, so we'll be discussing some new comics and some news. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is my own ass guardian, Valkyrie. Patty! Here's your friendly reminder that you can leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekate.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast and follow us on Twitter at mutant musings. We love the X-Men and we love spreading that love to the far reaches of the internet. Just spreading that all over the internet. Internet love and internet spreading is what we're all about. Dripping that love. (laughs) Speaking of spreading and dripping, this podcast is positively overflowing with dirty language and innuendo. That may sound fun and sexy if you're an adult, but if you're underage, absolutely no dirty language or innuendo for you yet. Go play hide-and-seek or some shit. Besides, you're not going to have any idea what I mean when I say major X cock rings. But you can certainly go ask your parents what this means, so there's your explicit content warning. Uh, also, thank you to everyone who gave us your suggestions for X-Men the Animated Series episodes uh, to discuss. We'll talk more about that as it gets closer to July. And in the meantime, before you know it, we'll need suggestions for X-Men Evolution episodes. But also a huge thank you to X-Men TAS on Twitter, the official Twitter account for the 90s cartoon, run by a writer of the series and the showrunner. I doubt that they have ever or will ever listen to us, but it was super cool that they retweeted a couple of our tweets. So, yeah, so we're legit now. Yeah. We made it into the big time. Thanks, guys. We're basically famous. We are. We're basically celebrities. Yeah. People yeah. come up to me at cons, and they're just like, <laughs> I know you. So how are you doing, Patty? I'm exhausted. Why? We went to a local anime con. Oh, man. Did we? Oh, did we ever. You know, we we got to see uh, some of my friends, because, like I said, it's a local con, so, like, I knew a bunch of people there just from various places high school and you know rocky horror yeah (laughs) and other stuff like that other cons and stuff so yeah i mean we just kind of like shopped for a little bit and then we went to a few panels Um, i bought stickers jonathan bought stickers I i don't know where i'm gonna stick them you have a suggestion listener do you, the listener, have a suggestion where I should stick them? <laughs> Send us your suggestions. <laughs> um, yeah, I bought I bought some uh, keychains. I'm gonna make a an eraser mic eat a bag. Yes, everybody knows. What everybody all knows what everybody all knows those, what those words, words are. are so yeah, I'm not gonna bother words. explaining. Oh, no, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so we we uh, did our eraser mic thing again, which is my favorite ship ever. Which is from My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people said they liked my cosplay, which I did not make. So, you know, that makes me feel good. Yeah, but you bought the components. I bought and you it. assembled them. Yes. I mean, I put them on. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're like the Ikea of cosplay. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we sat through a couple of not good panels. But uh, but we still, had a, we still had a good time. Yeah, and last weekend it was that we went out for our anniversary, which was fun. I brought my PS4. Yep. So we spent uh, a <laughs> lot of time sitting there playing Rumpa, Trigger Happy Havoc. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. So yeah, we're, we're still on the first one. No spoilers. <laughs> I think we're in chapter four or something. No spoilers. No, chap- uh, no chapter five. five. Chapter five. Yeah. Chapter five now, I think. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm wondering what our fan base is. This happens every once in a while when we bring up these other, these other things. I wonder how many. You said that first about RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you know how many X-Men okay. fans are also fans of Drag Race? Okay, but that's, that's different. I now clearly see the error of my ways. Okay. I understand. Understand, but but who knows what a Dagen Rumpa is? Oh, I have you know, listened. Karen, we have, we have probably Karen. She knew what Love Live was. Okay, but we have played. What I'm saying is, okay, we have played hours worth of Dagen Rumpa, and I still don't you know still what a can't fucking Dagen Rumba is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What is it? You tell me. Yeah, you don't know what it I is. I don't know what it Doesn't is. No matter how I say I it, nobody knows what it is. I don't know. Maybe we find out at the end. Maybe. Maybe that's the final boss, the Dagon Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
So so that was fun. So that was that was those were our weekends. And then a few a few weekends before that, I don't know if we mentioned this. We went to a drag show to see Evie Oddly. Oh, I don't think you did mention that. I didn't mention that. No. We we met Evie Oddly, and uh, that that made my life. She's from Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race. She's from RuPaul's. RuPaul's. <laughs> That's what you said. She's <laughs> she's from the RuPaul. She has the same condition as me. I love her. She's my baby. Also, fuck Silky. Silky can get fucked. Okay, that's what Silky, I have to say about Silky that. Silky Nutmeg Ganache is the full yes. name. Dr. Silky Nutmeg Doctor, Ganache. Right, Dr. Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Yeah, that's a lot of words. All right, we should probably talk about comic books. Fine. And I'll figure out all this later. <laughs> all right. We got a few new comics to talk about, and the first one that we're talking about is War of the Realms, Uncanny X-Men number one. So if you didn't know, there is an actual event going on in comics right now called War of the Realms. And so that's where this this title gets its name from because it's from oh. War of the Realms. Yeah. So so basically basically what what's happened so far is like War of the Realms is the fucking dark elf Malekith has like all of these allies from I thought the, it was Malekith. Malekith, but that's a K- I don't know. I, I haven't I know, but I haven't seen the movie. But I feel like Oh, I don't remember. I feel it's been like a long time. I feel like there's like a character in the Bible or something called Malekith. It might not be the Bible. It might be a different book. Uh, yeah, it's another book. <laughs> either either the Bible or some other book. Uh, yeah, it might be a Stephen King book. It, it might, might be the Bible. It might. But when I look a at... book is a book. <laughs> <laughs> but when I look at that name, I mean, the first thing that I see, I have to look up. You know, I mean, I'm looking at like how you spell it, and I'm like, male kith, <sighs> and I feel like that's like a Mike Tyson thing. I'm like, well, we got the male kith. <laughs> he, he got a kith from a male. <laughs> <laughs> the male kithin you know the, the male kith you know you like final fantasy 7 air with air with oh no air with she got impaled <laughs> oh know? my god anytime like i hear either either her name as Aerith, it just reminds me of fucking paris helton and i hear Aerith, and i feel like paris um, helton did she ever did she play final fantasy 7 no, she's an heiress Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I thought that she was like fucking like let's playing. Like let's play with Paris Hilton, you know? I would fucking watch VII. that. Of course you would. I um. would too. <laughs> so, okay, so so male Kith has allies and they are coming to take over Midgard. So that's all you really need to know. They they've already took over the other realms. Yeah. So this is actually not the war of the realms, it's the war of the realm. Right, thank you for the grammar check. You're welcome. Right. So so okay. So, but this book opens with Danny basically confirming that she has her powers back. And I saw Rosenberg confirm this on Twitter, too. That uh, And it wasn't shown at all. She just said, it's okay, I have my powers back. Well, not even that, but like a few issues ago and nobody said anything about it. You saw her with the psychic bow and arrow. And like, that wasn't explained. It was shown the one time. And then, yeah. Yeah, okay, I don't even remember that, see? <laughs> so, but yeah, he was just like, yeah, Warlock got, got in there and did something. And listen, I don't really blame him too much. It happened. Danny has her powers back. People have been saying this for little fucking years. We're not going to make a big deal out of it now. But this whole setup with, like, Nanny and Orphan Maker is just to to get her to be like, oops, I have to go. Like, right in the middle of the battle. Like, magic just teleports her out of there. I'm not happy, though, that Cyclops can't really use his powers because he's, like, you know, yelling for people to help him. And, you know, Danny is distracted and he looks like he's about to get beat and then fucking Wolfsbane runs in and it's great. And, you know, that art sequence was pretty dope, actually. I kind of liked the the art in this book, mainly the action, not so much the way the characters looked, especially Scott. He had, like, a very thin head. It was weird. But, like... <laughs> thin head. <laughs> like a... Like a penis. Oh, I see what you did. Like a, thin, I like a thin head of a penis. Yeah, well, I mean, they call him slim for, you know. <laughs> He's got a skinny skinny dick. Whatever. You've, you've never seen Cyclops' penis. So I posted... They've never shown it on panel. <laughs> I posted this billboard that I saw that was for some kind of shoe company, and it said, with... With... I can't pronounce that word. With? With. Air with. <laughs> it said width matters and i posted it oh. on facebook oh, and i was oh. like what about length and i had several people on it saying that girth was more important than length and i was like okay all right cool Let's... i was just making a joke yeah, but all right it's a great joke Thanks. so it seems like uh based on my impromptu poll 
That wasn't meant to be a poll. Your impromptu poll? Ah! I got an impromptu poll. <laughs> it's got quite some girth for you. <laughs> Apparently, the the people who like dicks. The people who like dicks. It wasn't. It wasn't just a that, girl. That segment of people out there in the population <laughs> very important. And when it comes to elections, you know, <laughs> you've got the female vote. You've right. got the elderly vote. And then you have the dick liking. The dick matters vote out there. (laughs) Can we get off the dick? Yeah, make dick great again. All right, I'm done. All right. I I would like to get off of the dick now. We need to stop riding this dick wave and get back to talking about comics. All right. All right, Scott Summers has got a fat cock. Anyway, uh, so, so, yeah, but. Even though he looked kind of weird, the action was was drawn pretty great. I like Wolfsbane running in and helping Scott out. And then Scott and Alex are yelling at each other. And Scott's fucking yelling at him like, what do you get, Alex? You used to be a team leader. Act like it. And I'm like, it it just, it seemed very uncharacteristic of Scott. But I felt like he was mad after that battle. You know, obviously it started with Alex just kind of like shooting that shack that the fucking nanny and orphan maker were hanging out in. And that just kind of started everything. But I feel like Scott's probably just really upset that he can't really use his powers and he's not really doing much in battle. And that's kind of upsetting. But still, it was he wasn't characterized very well in this book. And we'll probably talk more about that later. But also the timing of this was weird because we got Uncanny 16 first and something kind of big allegedly happened there and then this comes out and then we see Wolfsbane and it's like, when the fuck is all this shit happening? So the way that they released Uncanny 16 before this issue, like obviously we're not that stupid. We we are, we can piece together when things are happening, but it's still kind of shitty when Marvel does that. When they like can't keep track of their own continuity and release things out of order. So then they just fucking, you know, teleport into the fucking city you know, Ileana takes them all there, and Scott's, like, upset, but Ileana's like, I trust Danny. And, you know, Danny and Wolfsbane still have that connection, so Wolfsbane is trying to lead them to her. I like this. Scott says, Havoc, do something dumb, and he goes on it. And then he just, like, blasts the side of a building. Yeah, no, that, I, I love that. So that they could just go through the street, through the building, instead of having to walk across several streets or whatever to get to the street they needed to go to fuck it make your own shortcut yeah yeah why not fuck those traffic patterns but yeah there are all these fucking like dark elves and there was a fucking frost giant in there too but this was really badass you know fucking magic goes back and brings uh brings hope and sean and chamber with her uh, apparently Wolverine's missing because that's what Wolverine does best. Uh, but Sean just fucking blows right through this frost giant's head, and that was gross, and I loved it. There was a really quick conversation between Scott and Hope. Like, she fucking, she, she made you an actual Cyclops. She turned you into one of those fucking mythological creatures. Like, you should be fucking, like, kicking her shins or something right now. At least, you know? And, you know, and she's just like, oh, gee, sorry, Grandpa. Sorry, Grandpa, I shot your eye out. Like, what? You the can bl- ground like, me later. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's 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 silly. I don't like. I don't like how they're just breezing through all this so fucking quick. But yeah, so they're going to look in the fucking sewer. So magic jumps down there, and then Hope is like, uh, "Banshee, you stay here. Chamber, you come with me," because Chamber knows the tunnels, so that's smart. And then Scott's just like trying to stop them from going underground, and I'm like, why? And it was great underground when the fucking elves start attacking again because Hope literally fucking unloads on all of them, shoots all of them, and then Chamber unleashes his power all over them too. And that was fucking dope. And then who else is down there? I'm assuming it's Sunspot. Yeah, she she started glowing with, you know, his color patterns and... Uh, his sunspots? His sunspots. And so she's like, hold on, I'm, I'm like accidentally absorbing somebody's power. There must be somebody else down here. I wonder who it is. Yeah, she made a little song out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about uh, from Blue's Clues. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just I got never, a letter. I wonder who it's from. I never watched Blue's Clues, but thanks for the serenade. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was fantastic. You're welcome. But I don't know. So so that was really cool. Um, so it's Sunspot. Yeah, so I'm sure it's Sunspot, which is weird. I don't know what the fuck he's doing down there. And then and then Danny's, she's a Valkyrie again. But yeah, the rest of the Valkyries are dead. Uh, they got Valkyries. killed. Valkyrie. No. You, you, listen. You listen. I like my rye bread, 
And I would like them Valkyrie no. bread, please. Gross. Rye bread is disgusting, and you should feel bad. Seedless rye bread is good. No. Yes, absolutely is. No, absolutely it, is. it tastes like bad bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, when you put it that way. I mean, when you put the word bad in front of it, it makes all the fucking difference. I mean, kudos to them, though, for not marketing it that way. You know what I mean? Because if they marketed it, you know, rye the bad bread, you know, I don't know. But is it bad as in bad bad, or is it bad as in rebellious bad? Like, they just got a picture of, like, the rye bread with wearing sunglasses and smoking a cigarette. You would eat, you would have eaten that bread as a teenager. You yeah, would have eaten the hell out of that but bread. But it tastes bad. You would have hated it, the taste of it, but you would have eaten it just to piss your mom off. Yep. <laughs> Valkyries. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that Valkyrie bread. Uh. I don't know. So this issue was, was okay. I mean, it moves kind of quick, but it was still interesting. I like seeing the characters. I like seeing, you know, some of the new mutants as, like, you know, getting a little bit of a, a, of a spotlight. But Scott was just kind of a jerk here. He kept saying, like, when they're in the middle of the city, like, oh, the Asgardians will come, or oh, somebody's coming. Yeah, like, we have, we're come. not, we're not gonna initiate a fight with them. There's gonna be other people who are going to come here. Yeah. Like, a fucking idiot. And, like, not only is he obviously wrong, and we, the reader, know that, but I feel like that's not something Scott would do. Yeah, no, I agree. That was really uncharacteristic of him, and also really stupid. I feel like he was, like, uncharacteristically just, uh, like, nitpicky and bitchy. This is, it's just, this, it feels so different from the way he is in the current run of Uncanny X-Men. Where he's, like, a little bit more confident. He's not quite as, like, tightly wound. He's like, I don't know. It felt like I was reading two different characters between Uncanny 16 and this book. And it was the same writer, right? It was the same writer, which is weird. I mean, I generally really like what Matthew Rosenberg writes, with the exception of Multiple Man, which is what we, we've talked about that before. But I feel like he's been doing a great job working with what he's had to work with in the main Uncanny series. And here, it was just really weird. The rest of the characters, all of their dynamics, it was great. But Scott was just like the biggest fail in this book. I felt like it was just totally wrong. I don't know. I feel like usually these like side stories that they do based on whatever event is happening at the time are usually just really bad. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. With one small exception, this War of the Realms uh, Punisher, issue one is the only one that's out as of this recording. Fucking amazing. Yeah, that I'm one issue. Have to read that. Oh my god, I absolutely loved it. I loved it. I'm not a big Punisher fan. Uh, and it wasn't Rosenberg that was Gun writing Daddy. it. Yeah, but like obviously the Netflix show. And I've read his comics occasionally for years now. Just like every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, there's a trade of a Punisher. Let me fucking read that and let me see this guy shooting all the bad guys. No, but this this was War of the Realms Punisher was actually really good. Alright, I'm gonna read it. Yeah. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah. I, I want to see more of the new mutants. Um, I want to see more of them. And uh, Sabretooth is going to be in the next issue. I'm not excited to see him back to being, like, full villain, but apparently, you know, that's sort of a thing. So Cool. I didn't even know he was going to be in the next issue. Yeah. So when you uh, when you get to the very back of this issue, uh-huh. and you look at, like, you know, next issue. Yeah, I, I didn't see that, that's, that's, I guess. There's a picture of him. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. So moving on to Uncanny X-Men number 16. I'm upset that Scott handed over the Mutant Liberation Front. I understand why, but I wanted to see more of them. Uh, I thought it was very interesting that he held out on handing over Banshee, Hope, and Dark Beast. You know, I know Captain America brings up something about it, and Scott just tells him his intel was wrong. Just flat out lying to him. And I thought that was dope, that he's like lying to cover for them, even though I don't like Dark Beast at all. I don't think anybody should be happy with with what happened to uh to that dupe of Jamie and we didn't even get that addressed again. Nope. He was just completely fucking fuck MIA. It. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. They just, you know, they just took him out to the to the curb. To the pasture. Yeah, they <laughs> they uh they took him up to grandma's farm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, grandma's farm. But I thought the dialogue though between Scott and Alex was great because, you know, the last issue we talked about how Scott basically told Alex to go away when Cap showed up and, like, Logan could stay. And it's like, well, why? And Scott kind of lays it out and is like, you know, he doesn't even like me. Like, I know Logan will call me out on my shit. You, you've always been supportive since we were little kids. And I need somebody who's going to call me out on my shit. So I thought that that was really cool that that was addressed. I really, really enjoyed that because I feel like that needed to be said 
out loud. Yeah, no, I agree. And it wasn't just like, well, you know, I'm I'm fucking Logan, so What? What? <laughs> Scott and Logan are fucking, haven't you heard? Wait a second. Wait. Wait, so what Oh, that's why he wanted his brother to leave the room. Yeah. So his brother, because that's weird. Because that's creepy. You don't fuck somebody in front of your brother. But, I mean, you can fuck somebody in front of Captain America. Right. Right. I, mean, I would. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Captain America might join in. Exactly. I mean, who, so it's a win-win. Who doesn't want to have sex in front of Chris Evans? Right. What I'm saying is who doesn't want to have sex with Chris Evans? Right. <laughs> you find me one person alive <laughs> who does not want to have sex with Chris Evans. <laughs> Just Scott and Logan? Yes. What's Alex going to do in the meantime? He has he has two hands. They're going to have revenge. Set. So here's what's going to happen. So Scott and Logan are going to start going at it. Uh-huh. And then Cap's going to be mad. He's going to be like, oh, you're doing this just to piss me off. I'm going to go fuck your brother, Scott. <laughs> and so then fucking Cap and Alex are going to start having sex. Yes. And there's just going to be this fucking competitive, angry sex. You know, just fucking. Just, a fuck off. Yeah, a fuck, a fuck off. A fuck off. That's literally where the term fuck off comes from. Exactly. Yeah, an angry fuck off. There's all the grunting and the thrusting. And every once in a while, somebody looks over to see how the other one's doing. And then you catch somebody's eye. And then it gets awkward. But you, keep, you gotta keep the fuck off going. Exactly. It's like a game of chicken. You That's don't what wanna, I'm saying. You don't want to lose the fuck off. <laughs> it's like a cook off. <laughs> <laughs> all right so then this was interesting so then scott decides to step down as leader he's just like no everybody everybody here has led the x-men yeah and uh that they're just gonna vote on everything from now on so whatever yeah, yeah but that's that's kind of weird so it's like in the middle of battle it's like oh what should we do you know, should I shoot this guy in the... In let's the take a vote. <laughs> yeah, let's take a vote really quick. And then all of a sudden, everybody's on fire. So this is kind of weird, but I but I guess I, I get it. I don't know. And then so, okay, so then Juggernaut is there. And then, you know, Magneto is there. And then all of a sudden, flying in on a rock, you got Pyro and Avalanche and Toad and Random. And I was just, oh my god, just, oh my god. And I was like, this has to be the OG Pyro because of the fucking kerosene tanks. I was was so, so fucking happy. And he also spoke Australian. He did? What? He spoke Australian, (laughs) yeah. Hello. Yeah, so, so, yeah, we knew. As soon as he opened his mouth, I was like, hello. I'm like, yes, that's, that's OG Pyro. I, I'm still, you know, I'm still iffy. About Hope being alongside them. Banshee looks like shit. We've talked about this before. I can't stand how he's drawn by LaRocca. But I'm just... In this issue, this came out before, you know, the War of the Realms issue. There was, like, literally no dialogue between Scott and Hope. Like, bitch shot me in the fucking face. (laughs) You know? Bitch took my eye. Like, seriously, she did. Now, I love Hope. I know some people don't care about her. I know some people don't even like her. I've always well, liked fuck her. them. I've, whoa, hey. Hey, 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 hey whoa, hey. hey. Uh, we're going to get into another fuck off now. Um, <laughs> but but I'd like hope. But seriously, there needs to be some yelling. People need to yell words at each other. I want to see words yelled. Me too. Yeah? Yes. All right, so then, you know, during the fucking fight, Avalanche is yelling at Ilyana and is like, I have to deal with little girls. And Magic teleports behind him and stabs right through him. It's just like, call me a little girl again. And fucking Pyro burns Chamber. I was like, oh, this is so, this is so fantastic. But so here, this is kind of weird. You see Scott using his power. It was like very small, thin beams. The slim beams. Yeah. You got like the little, yeah, yeah. Yeah. More dick jokes. Yeah, uh, dick yeah, jokes. Yeah, dick jokes. But so so what but what's the actual deal here? Can he use it in small doses? Can he not use it at I all? I think that he just gets a migraine, but his head could explode. But maybe I don't uh so that's what we've established here is maybe. <laughs> I guess it's it's annoying. It it just uh I just feel like sometimes there's no consistency. But uh so this was interesting. So it's not actually Magneto. I mean, and we, we could kind of figure that because we know where Magneto is right now. Where is he? Uh, what? Where is he? <laughs> he's, uh, he's in Dreamland. No, it's Joseph. It's Joseph. And then Joseph and, and Scott start having words, and then Karma gets in there, and they're all having words. And so that's great. 
But Juggernaut is mad that Joseph tricked him into thinking he was Magneto, so he goes to pound on him. And, you know, fucking Joseph stops him from doing that. But then Pyro tries to burn Kane, and he gets punched in the face. I was so fucking mad. Scott can't, like, do anything for himself. But Pyro just tries to burn the Juggernaut, which not going to do anything, by the Literally, neither Joseph nor Juggernaut were going to get even the slightest little bit hurt by Pyro. But just in the next fucking panel, with this weird fucking pose that fucking LaRocca gave him, Cyclops just punches him right in the face, and I was so mad. I literally yelled at the comic book, why? And I typed it out in my note, why? All caps, look at that. Look at that. W-H-Y, oh, caps, there it is. why? Yeah, it is. So, I was so mad. Patty, tell me why. Go guess, can you get, guess, get him on the Twitter. Get him on the Twitter phone. Okay. Get him, call him on the Twitter phone, and let me <laughs> patch me through. Because I want to know why this happens. His mom says that he can't come play right now. He's busy. <laughs> so yeah, so I guess it looks like, it, you know, Juggernaut just has this nice, peaceful talk with the X-Men. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I don't. I was just, I was just being a bad guy. I was just being, I was just running through fences. I was literally stepping on humans. But I don't really like being a bad guy. You know, let me uh, let me join up with you guys. Yeah, he's like, you Magneto's know, not around. So I'm yeah. going to be an X-Men. Yeah. And uh, then somebody's like, uh, you're not a mutant. And he's like, yeah, well, yeah, fuck, well fucking whatever. Yeah, I'm whatever. just going to do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. So Juggernaut's all good. Yeah, you know what Pyro said? What? Nothing. He's unconscious because he got knocked <laughs> the fuck out. I wanted to see Pyro be like, oh, well, fine, I'm going to join too. Let me light things on fire. Well, maybe. But that's not going to happen. Maybe. And look, in my notes, I typed a sad face. Microsoft Word actually gave me the sad face. It's a sad face. He's okay. frowning. Well, <laughs> maybe they are going to let him join the team anyway. We will see. Blech. Blech. But then Joseph gets killed? Question mark? By Quanin? Betsy's not in there anymore. We know where Betsy is. She's fucking the blob. Yeah, off in Dreamland. Yeah. Yeah. So so fucking Quanin is there and is ready to throw down, but then Danny is on the ground because Wolfsbane is dead? Uh, I, what? Why? What? Wolfsbane's dead. Yes. It appears to be that way. No, no, no. It does not appear to be that way. (laughs) We have heard rumblings from from Danny that, that Wolfsbane is dead. All right. Oh, we just saw her. Wait, we just saw her. We in, just saw uh, her. War of the Realms. Yeah, the what happened? Yeah, what happened? Wait, what? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of questions in this book that haven't been answered, like the relationship between the new mutants, as you were saying, the thing between, you know, Cyclops and Hope. Strong guy has been dead for a bit now. Oh, yeah. We still haven't talked to... Nobody's talked about that or even... In the bar where their headquarters is, even poured one out and said, "Uh, to Guido, pour one out." No, pour nothing. one out for your homies. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's things. still a few more issues, right? Oh, yeah, there's a few more. She's going up to 22, I believe. That is a weird number. Okay. Yeah. No, I I agree. And and I've been complaining about a few things, you know, uh, of the past few issues. Like, oh, they're not addressing this. I haven't addressed this yet. And and I posted a thought on Instagram, and and this this follower on instagram uh m lazik responded perfectly my only real complaint of rosenberg's run is that because so much stuff happens we're kind of robbed of the fallout guido and blindfolds deaths another mutant massacre new mutants reacting to karma's betrayal cyclops losing an eye etc feels like there should be breather issues for more character reactions i put it down to rosenberg wanting to hit as many big story beats as he can before the inevitable hickman relaunch exactly this this person, thank you so much. You like articulated exactly how I was feeling leading up to this recording after I read this issue because I feel like he has only so many issues to work with and he's got to cram so much stuff in before this Hickman takeover and if everything sort of ends and then gets relaunched that they're not giving it this fucking time to time to breathe. We're not getting those breather issues. We're not getting a chance for the team to talk about these things and have any development. Don't get me wrong. I like the action. I like seeing what they're doing and why they're doing it. And it's still interesting, but yeah, it's missing that fallout. So it's not very deep. (laughs) Deep. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I I completely understand that point, and it's a really good point, and I didn't think of it myself. Yeah, that's kind of part of the problem with all these relaunches, you know, getting new creative teams. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's part of why comics haven't been as, like... Good as they were in the 90s. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. You took the words out of my mouth. I was actually going to say 80s. Because, you yeah, know... I was I was joking. I know. I was joking. I know. But, like, everybody's like, oh, classic X-Men is the best X-Men. And I feel like a big reason for that is because, you know, we had one guy writing all of these books. You know, we, we generally kept the same artists for a while on the same books. So... I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of the problem because if he knows that it's not going to be in his hands anymore, he's got to just cover what he's going to cover. So I don't know if we're ever going to get answers to those things, which is really stupid and sad. By the time that this run is over, I really hope that we do. Otherwise, that's that's going to stink because like this run that he's doing right now could be fucking amazing. But I feel like it's just good, but lacking something. Yeah, no, I agree. And I just thought of another example, but even Dan Slott was able to be the main writer for Spider-Man for so many years. And that was recent, too. And Bendis on Avengers? Yeah. It was almost 15 years. Yes. And, and you know, those those runs were really successful, other than, you know, people being pissed off about Spider-Man dying and then people being pissed off about Spider-Man not being dead anymore people are pissed off no matter what happens these nerds get their <laughs> these nerds get their nerd pants in a nerd twist yeah i'm kidding you're all no nerds it's it's it's, it's true he actually got death threats about that and that's not okay because no. we met him and he is adorable he is such the nice guy he is he such is, the cutie he is just a big giant cuddle bear yes <laughs> Yeah, so so that's uncanny. All right, next we're gonna talk about next gen number oh, three. Oh, I get it. Next, right? next gen. Next, what? Next is next gen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next okay. is gen. I kept, <laughs> <laughs> I kept calling it Gen X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to uh, remember the name of this book before the time it's over. Just call it the NG. The NG. Yeah. Uh, you just come up with some sort of fucking mnemonic device or whatever. Like, uh, think of nude gorillas. <laughs> and you'll get the NG, and then, oh, next gen. So, so you know what that reminded me of when I was in high school? There was this song. It might have been Soldier Boy or, like, one of those other, like, ridiculous songs where they said, Bapes. And I started, like, losing my shit, and I asked my friend, and I was like, what the fuck are babes? And he's like, bathing apes. And I was like... Bathing apes? Yeah. Oh. And I started, I... like, laughing hysterically, because I did not know that was, like, a clothing brand. Oh, it is? Yeah, I've oh. never heard of it when before. When you said bape, I thought baby grapes. <laughs> um, that's where my mind goes. I'm sorry. I don't think about fucking apes. I think about bathing. Grapes. Yeah, I don't know. That's the stupidest name for a company I've ever heard of before. <laughs> I don't know if they're still around. Um, I never Googled them or anything. <laughs> but I remember when that Draw draw Something app was really popular, I drew this really good picture of a bathing ape, and it was fantastic. You're a good artist. Listen, <laughs> you need to start doing official mutant musings artwork. Oh my god, I'm so bad at drawing. No, you're not. You do the cute... Patty has drawn me cards for like... For like, you know, birthdays and anniversaries and stuff. And she does the cutest drawings. And you need to do official Mutant Musings artwork. Okay. Thank you. I'll try. All right. So next gen number three. I love how Pixie is talking to Armor as if she's on drugs. Like your hair, you're skipping class. And this is perfect. This is like right at the beginning of the issue. I'm like, this is what happens to teenagers. This is exactly... Exactly, and it. that's what Professor Sunfire was telling them. I know to but, look out for the symptoms. And I was, but the thing, I, like before I even got to that part of the issue, this is what I was thinking. I was like, this is what happens when somebody is on drugs. I really loved Rockslide meeting with Madison Jeffries. Like you can tell that this is bullshit because you know Rockslide is bringing up with him, uh, like missing information about the life seed, and then all of a sudden, here's a book. Yeah, this fucking Skids comes in with the book. Oh, look at that. But Jeffrey says, don't become so focused on one thing that you ignore all the answers right in front of you. Don't 
intentionally misinterpret texts in order to satisfy a preconceived agenda. And I'm like, that is so deep. Like, why is that in my X-Men book? But I liked it. But, uh, but that was stated right before Sunfire talks about the signs and symptoms of Unveil. You know, the mood swings, changes in appearance and personality. And the art is fantastic because it's like cut into pixie with like these concerned looks on her faces. Oh my gosh, she has the cutest little grumpy faces. (laughs) I love Marcus Toe's art. Seriously, it's it's great art in this book. I love it. So yeah, so pixie is thinking like literally my friend is a junkie. Literally misinterpreting something to satisfy an agenda. But anyway, Rockslide goes to talk to Glob about what he's found out, and he's like, I need to talk to someone. And Glob is like, you want to talk to Scott, Logan, or Hope? (laughs) I find it helps sometimes. That was so cute. Every issue. I cannot get over how cute Glob and these chickens are. He is so good. I hope he gets to keep his chickens in the real world. I hope that I get these chickens once this story is over. Seriously. Can we get chickens? Can we get chickens and name them Scott, Logan, and Hope? Yes. And let's, uh... But they have to be, like, free-roaming chickens. Okay. No, but it's really cute. Like, and we... But we know Rockslide is right to have this bad feeling. But he starts talking about it out loud, and is like, Oh, I sound ridiculous. That there's some sort of conspiracy and cover-up and blah, blah, blah. And Glob is like, No, no, no. You're, you're right, and I'm gonna prove it to you. And then that doesn't get followed up in this issue. So I'm wondering how the fuck Glob is going to prove all this stuff to Rockslide. Uh, I'm glad Rockslide is getting more involved, though, because I really like him as a character. And, you know, he's not he's not just like the big doofy idiot here, you know. So it's kind of interesting. I like seeing him used. And then, you know, we cut back to Pixie whispering to Armor, if you're on drugs, you you tell me, right? So that was that was really adorable. So then Armor goes and talks to fucking Anal. And so, yeah, so apparently Glob's wax somehow protects from these, like, psychic scans or whatever. And, like, memory wipes. But, uh, yeah, this all escalates really quickly because Armor's trying to talk to Anal and Pixie walks in on them. And Pixie sees the Unveil vial and is, like, ready to arrest Anal. But Armor knocks her out. Then Anal, like, goes to run away. And I guess Armor is going to meet the Resistance. Also, who wrote that shit all over the bulletin board at the very end? We know it was anal, but, you know, it shouldn't matter if there's a camera there or not because he can blend in with his surroundings. So this is really interesting. I love this issue. I love this series. I'm a little upset we didn't get to see more of the resistance in this issue, but I have a feeling that, like, shit's going to start getting really out of control considering we only have two issues left. I'm kind of worried for Armor now. She knocked Pixie out. Uh, obviously Pixie's going to tell somebody what is Armor going to do. I'm a little worried for her now. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm worried about Armor too. I just, I mean, you know, maybe Pixie lost the memory of that, but I doubt it. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Cause there's only two issues left of like most of these books and I don't know how they're going to end them unless like, yeah, unless before then, you know, things just start changing and then they're like, Oh, these, these people aren't us. Like we're not we're not these people. This isn't our world. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, this is this is a great series though. I just I love how a lot of it is just is just tension and kind of suspense. You know, you you like we know what's going on. Some of them are finding out what's going on. You know, Glob knows what's really going on. That like this isn't the real world. Anal doesn't necessarily know all that, but he's still part of this resistance and taking unveil and armors kind of involved herself in both of these things and is now you know knocked out pixie and uh it's just there's just like a lot of suspense and a lot of great dialogue and characterization and it's just really really well put together and this has got to be next to extremist this is like my favorite series definitely in age of x-man and i really can't wait to see what's going to happen next. I want to see more of fucking Revolutionary Mag- Maggot, though. Um, they're going to, like, blow some shit up, so that'll be interesting. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to, too. All right, last new book we're talking about is Extremists, number three. Yay. Yay? Yay. You liked it? Yeah. I like how it picked up right where the last issue left off. I thought that this was going to pick up with, like, the two of them in bed or something. You know what I mean? <sighs> Like, after sexy time, it happened? Yeah, no, it looked like she was going in for a kiss, but uh, that did not happen. No, it didn't, because when she asked, does it still hurt? He goes, yes. And she goes, oh, okay. And she just, like, climbs off the table and leaves his house. <laughs> it's like this... 
I was I was a little confused about that. <laughs> that was a weird reaction. <laughs> that was weird. How did he not want that? Well, she she left, so she didn't initiate it, so she didn't want it. Oh man, that was ugh. I don't I don't know. So weird. She's like, see you tomorrow, Freddie. Okay. But like the next day at the office, she smiles at him, and so that's cute. But, like, this guy comes in, and he didn't want to forget, but Moneta is like, isn't it funny how they always say that? And Bobby and Northstar both say, no, it's it's not funny. And, and then Betsy is Betsy is super cute with these biscuits and this recipe until Moneta starts yelling, because apparently Betsy actually didn't mind-wipe that guy. But how... I was wondering this when I was reading it. How would Moneta have known that? She can extend her fingers and oh, right. slip them in like the nose or whatever. Picking her friend's nose. Uh-huh. And uh and see, you know, their memories and shit. Oh, right, right, right. So what I'm assuming is that Betsy just made the guy calm down because, you know, you see him kind of go like, oh. Like he's okay, he's calm, he's not flipping his shit anymore. But she didn't actually mind wipe him. And Mineta just starts accusing Betsy of, like, stalling and actually working with the resistance. And the dialogue was great. And you can see that the blob is really trying to hold it together and just trying to excuse Betsy like there's a mistake. And Mineta is flipping out. But then in this one panel, because he's so much bigger than her, he, like, gets down on her level. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. She's like, hey there, little fella. <laughs> just take the rest of the day off. <laughs> I love that. Love that. And then finally, they bring Nozomi to the Blob's attention. And, but, and, and I'm happy that this was addressed, though, that apparently... Because we talked about this uh, when we talked about the last issue, you know, like how oh, we're, we're feeling sympathetic towards the Blob, but this dude's in charge. Well, he doesn't know how Nozomi has been treated, that she's been, like, chained up and shit, but he does know that she's being kept there, and, and he's been trying to call hospitals to see if somebody can take her and help her. And he feels bad because he doesn't want, like, her to be mind-wiped so she doesn't even remember this pregnancy. He feels bad and he doesn't know what the fuck else to do. But, like, really, they need to go unchain her and, like, take her out of that fucking Yeah, and, and now he knows how she's being kept because they told him. So he should, you know, fix that. At least put her in more comfortable conditions. Yeah, no, abs- absolutely. But they didn't even show her anymore. No, I know. Which kind of... No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that that kind of stinks. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's not like she's going to love them or join their team or, like, be okay with them. But still, I, I feel like, you know, we really see, like, the cracks in their beliefs that they need... We need to see them get her the fuck out of that basement, out yeah. of those chains, and, like, out of that shit. Like, this issue kind of takes a little bit of a break so we can see a little bit more of, you know, the Blob and Betsy having some time together. And Betsy talks about this deep shit about, like, her own body image. And it was a little weird, but I kind of get it. And it was interesting how she addressed how, you know, she saw Quanin's body as beautiful because it wasn't hers and she couldn't see her own body that way. And yeah, I don't know. and that she had an eating disorder. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I mean, she so she obviously remembers the old worlds too, because Quanon wasn't in this world. Quanon was in real world. And so she clearly remembers something of her past. Like that show, The Real World. The Real World. It was on MTV. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're right. She's got to have some memories. I don't know how how deep they are, but yeah, she she has to have some some mem- or maybe they're fake memories. I mean, Nate could have tried to implant fake memories in there. I mean, you would think that he must have. They all have to be implanted with some sort of fake memories. Otherwise, they're going to remember their time before and be like, "What the fuck happened?" So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, no, that's a good point, but they, I, I would think that he'd have to take care of that somehow. But still, this is a great line from the blob. Like, I'd sell out every single member of the team for the chance to fuck you forever. And, and that was great. And then he calls himself the central nervous system of the team and says Betsy's the heart and Mineta's the what? They, they, it's fucking, it's blocked out. So I don't know. Mineta's the what? The dick? The anus? The taint? All of the above. <laughs> How do you put dick, anus, and taint together? Whoa. Whoa. Not comfortably. Yeah. Not comfortably is the answer to that. Uh, I don't know. They're they're being flirty, and we're seeing them interact, and and I like that. But anyway, fucking Mineta said that, you know, 
that there was going to be this fucking, this, this party that the resistance was going to have. And apparently we find out that it was her that's the one that called in the anonymous tip about it to the blob. Because Mineta wanted to show them that there's a resistance out there. And like, they're just like a bunch of kids just sitting around. They don't know how to fight. They don't know what they're fucking doing. And like, you know, they almost get their fucking asses beat in. And Fred starts to lose his shit at her. And fires her. And like, you see this terrified look on her face. And she's just like, she actually says it. I was just doing my job. Like, bitch, that makes you complicit. Yeah. He says, you won't even remember there was a resistance. So is she going to get mind wiped? Or are they going to try to mind wipe her? Like, what's going to... This story is not over with her being the villain. I don't feel like we're going to get into the next issue and she's just going to be mind wiped. Something is going to happen. And I'm kind of concerned about what more is going to go on with her. Because she is the fucking villain of this book. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, it's not like she has any powers that would help her, like, escape. she got long fingers. <laughs> I, what? <laughs> she could she could stretch her fingers under the door uh-huh. and bring them up and then flip the lock open and then bring the fingers back and open the door and leave. What are you going to do? How do you stop that, Patty? Chop you... off her fingers. Whoa, whoa. Step on her fingers. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't know. I really, I really like this though. I, I really like this book. I want to see Minetta get her, get her shit kicked out of her. But I feel like also at the same time, she can't be alone. Like it's not just going to be her versus like the rest of the team. But we don't really have any other characters in this book. I don't know that she's going to like bring in for backup or something. Maybe she'll catch Blob and Betsy kissing or something. And then it'll be like a really big deal. But I don't know, because, like you said, like, the long fingers, what is she really going to do? But she's going to be a threat somehow. No, I I get you, and I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Um, I don't want to wait and see. Tell me, Patty. Tell me uh, what's going to happen. Tell I me didn't, how it's just going to go down. I didn't write the book. I don't know. Get get her on the Twitter phone. Get get Miss Williams on the Twitter phone. <laughs> <laughs> to the Twitter phone. Do you think Mineta is a beat or a bitch-ass? Would you sell out every member of the team for the chance to fuck Betsy forever? If you're having mood swings, changes in appearance, and personality, get off the drugs, folks, because we'll be right back after a commercial break. Hey, honey, I have a problem. What's wrong, Tater Pie? Are you having that burning sensation when you pee again? Pastor Joe told you to stop sticking your doodle in the sewage drain down by the train track. Aw, oh, Pastor Joe's a dummy. My problem is that I have too much geek, and it's a leaking all over the place. Pastor Joe said... I don't care what Pastor Joe said. My geek is a leaking. Well, sounds like you need GeekAid.com. GeekAid is a website for everything geeky. You don't gotta worry about leaking geek all over when you got it all in one place. No fooling! For articles, podcasts, and videos about comic books, video games, Game of Thrones, Transformers, cosplay, and so much more, Geekade.com is the only website you need if you're a geek. Thanks so much, honey. I'll be sure to stop by Geekade.com today, just as soon as you help me get my doodle out of this here sewer drain and stuck again. You started to lose a southern accent and started going to a Jersey accent. I know. <laughs> Uh, forgot how to speak southern (laughs) all right guys so we have uh, a little bit of news to talk about first thing is to absolutely no one's surprise the gifted has been officially canceled shocked (laughs) shocked i say but but here's the thing so this website that i looked on for the actual story you know the ratings were they were also a lot poor like forget the the merger but Season 2 averaged fewer than 2 million viewers and just under a 0.6 rating, dropping 40% from the first season. Among Fox's 10 dramas, it delivered the smallest audience and only bested uh, this other fucking new show. Apparently, though, and so here's the thing. So fans, people who were watching the show, wanted to see more. Uh, This website, TV Line, did a poll and 91% of the readers voted to keep The Gifted for a third season. Obviously, we know why that can't happen. But yeah, it's official. It's over. It really stinks. 
a couple of the cast members I follow on social media, and I saw that they were sad. They had to know it was coming, too. You know, we were kind of just waiting for the official word for it to happen. It was not going to get a season three, but uh, but it still stinks. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, wasn't interested where where they ended off. Like, I wouldn't have wanted to have seen an Age of Apocalypse done in a TV show. Oh, God, yeah. No, a live action TV show. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, if they ended it a different way, maybe, but. I feel like they ended it that way because they knew that they weren't getting a third season. You know what would have been great? What? Okay, so if they did have a third season mm-hmm. and they just, you know, kind of talked about the Age of Apocalypse, like it was the thing that happened that uh-huh. we just never saw. Yeah. That would have been great. Like as it happened between seasons two and three. <laughs> it was like, man, that was a tough time. That Apocalypse guy, a real big dickhole, huh? <laughs> Uh, come on, Clarice. Want to go get some uh, Italian food? Yeah, sure, sure. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, no, that that would have been very entertaining. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm upset that it ended. I think that uh, you know the characters are great. Polaris was the best. The cuckoos are amazing. Yes. Thunderbird was amazing. Mm, yes. Uh, Eclipse was good. Yeah, he's a good boy. I like he's him. He's a good boy. Yeah. Dog. Dog was best character on show. You never got a response from uh, I never got a response. From Blair Redford. No. <laughs> I asked what happens to the dog and I never got a response. Maybe you should ask again, Patty. I wanna ask you again. You should tweet at him again right now, live on air. <laughs> at Blair Redford. Where is dog? <laughs> That's the tweet. Just where is dog? <laughs> oh man. That'd be great. Oh man. All right. Uh, next piece of news is a new New Mutant story. What? 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 Uh, okay. So, so listen. So the headline of this from this website is New Mutants creators reuniting for a new story at Marvel. Right. So this this is the headline, and it is false because the way that that sounds, it makes it sounds like the two people who created the New Mutants are getting together to, to create this new story, and that is not the case, because this story goes on to say, comic book legends Bill Sankovich and Chris Claremont are working on a deal to return to Marvel Comics to tell a new story featuring the New Mutants characters and concepts they created together. And this, this website is called comicbook.com. How does a website called comicbook.com not know that Sienkiewicz did not create the new mutants or at least if you don't know do some research yeah like like sinkovich is amazing yes and his artwork on new mutants was some of my favorite oh my god yeah but yeah no it wasn't it wasn't actually him yeah no it was bob mcleod i'm certain that's how you say the last name it's yeah 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 it's not like mcloyd (laughs) (laughs) not like mcfly Right, Marty yeah. McCloud. What? <laughs> yeah, isn't that the character from Final Fantasy VII? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I knew a kid whose last name was McCloud. No, you didn't. I did. That was his porn I name. D- <laughs> I don't remember Fluffy if it McLeod. was spelled the same way. I should ask my brother. He's my brother's class. His was his was his first name Cums. Cums McCloud. No. <laughs> Good. Because I'm taking that name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny sometimes, yeah. damn it. God. Okay, but anyway, so so this is more than just a silly headline and whatever. So apparently, somebody asked Sinkevich on Twitter, and he said, Fingers crossed, yes. Been trying to iron out contractual details with corporate for months. I'm still hopeful. So, yeah. So we may actually be getting... I don't know, it might be a one-shot or something. It better be an ongoing. I don't think so. They're talking about this as a potential, like, 80th anniversary celebration for Marvel Comics, which is this year. Yeah, no, it would be great if it was the start of another ongoing. Or, a you know, a maxi-series, you know, that ends after 12 issues, something. But yeah, it might just be a one-shot. But that would be fucking awesome. You know, I mean, Chris Claremont isn't quite the same as he used to be, but, you know, for a one-shot, it might be all right. And Sienkiewicz is 
always been an amazing artist. So I would I would love to see this. I hope it actually happens. So yeah. But still, sorry. Fucking McLeod, who's a really nice guy. We see him at conventions. Go fucking have him sign things because he needs love too. All right. Next piece of news is a bigger one. We are getting giant-sized ecstatics in July. Yes, these characters who have all been dead for quite some time are somehow coming back. Or at least some of them are, as is evident on the cover. Uh, obviously, Dupe has never gone anywhere. Um, he's the character I like the least. So we, we also got like some new character designs. Yeah, some new character designs. At first... When I saw this cover and you you see the character who's supposed to be fat, I'm like, all right, maybe fat is trans. But I think in an, in an interview they said that, you know, this is fat's daughter, like fat had a daughter. But this is interesting. And then in the background is what looks like an old man zeitgeist. And that's interesting too. This, as far as I know, is only going to be a one shot. Giant size, deck statics, and that's it. One issue. So that kind of stinks. Maybe that can turn into an ongoing or a miniseries or something. I'm just glad that we're getting more ecstatics. And I want to say, uh, I'm going to be completely honest about, about this. I never read it when it came out. I wasn't reading comics at that time in, what was it, 2001 is when it started. When I picked comics back up again a few years after that and I heard about this, I did not want to touch it. Because I, I hate the art. I just, I looked at it and I'm like, this is, this is awful. I can't stand Mike Allred's art. And I'm sorry. The guy's not going to listen to this. So whatever. It's not for me. People love it. Great. But a few years ago, I decided to sit down and read X-Force and then all of Ecstatics that Milligan and Allred did. And I figured out that my issue with Allred is really the way he draws established characters. I can't stand the way he'll draw like Wolverine or Captain America or whatever but his original characters I got used to it pretty quickly reading through and I have to say that I kind of liked it and (laughs) and the writing was great this was really interesting I I, I'm not gonna get into much detail it's been a while first of all and second of all Patty hasn't read it I haven't read it because I hate the art but still just Look at the words. Ugh. Just look. I'll, listen, I will read. How about this? I will read it to you, mm-hmm. and I will describe to you what's happening on the page. Okay. That's how we'll get through that that end of volume one of X Force and through the Ecstatic series. Okay. I'll read it to you and describe what happens. This was this was a really amazing story. It took mutants in a completely different direction. And it was a really great statement, which, in my opinion, was a little ahead of its time for celebrities and reality TV when this came out in 2001. Reality TV was still a relatively new phenomenon. It had been around for a while, obviously, but this is when it was getting big. Survivor had just started, you know? So this was a really interesting statement, and it really did interesting things with mutants, and I love it. And I gotta fucking make the time to reread it, but I'm excited that we're getting this issue I feel like though that you would really like this. Like even if you if you hate the art, because you know I just I, I I get it. But I think you would actually like the story. I think you would really like the story. Okay, can we get a different artist to redraw everything? <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll redraw it for you. Okay, it doesn't need to be colored or inked. <laughs> I'll re I'm gonna redraw it. Okay, all right, thanks. All right, and last thing that we're going to talk about is it looks like this volume of Uncanny is ending, I guess, with uh, issues in 21 and 22 have been solicited, and so I guess this coincides with Hickman taking over, so I yeah. thought we knew that. I, it wasn't official. I thought that I had read that some of the series that were going on were going to stay going on, but I could but this, be misremembering. But uh, like, this Uncanny kind of book, he's going to be writing it. So they don't need to have two Uncanny books. I know it's not called Uncanny, whatever he's writing. Well, there's Power of Ten and House of X. That's all we know right now. Okay. But yeah, so this is ending. I guess 22 is the the final issue of this. At the end of the solicit, it says, it all ends here. This is forever. But it says here, and even the inner struggles within the team. So I guess this is where shit is going to be addressed, finally. Uh, All the things that we've been saying have not been hashed out. They're going to be hashed out there, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Um, I am, (laughs) I'm not too happy. I'm not too surprised, but I'm not too happy either. 
I don't like how the, these series just keep ending and keep getting rebooted, or we just keep moving That's on to I'm something saying. else. That's what I'm saying. And we talked a little bit about that last, I think it was last episode. Yeah. And when I saw this, I tweeted something, and someone, I don't know if he listens to us, and I don't think he was, like, angry at me and, like, trying to come at me, but it did kind of come off that way, just about how it's, like, unreasonable to have, you know, comics you know, series to last this long or whatever. And I don't think that it is too much to ask nope, for that. it is not. Because that kind of... That's literally what we had for decades. It's it's not only what has happened for, for decades, and even if things are changing now, like, this still happens with series. There are some where creative teams stay on for a while, and it doesn't just end after a year or something. And, you know, I mean, you kind of... You can... You can take one title and have a creative team on it for a while. So we kind of get used to them and we like it. And then things can change. A different creative team or a different artist or something can take over. But the core of that book can still be there and it can still continue. I feel like it's just happening too quickly. And we're getting these other series that just kind of fall by the wayside. You know, I, I feel like X-23 is going to be ending as well. Yeah. Probably at 12 issues. Mr. and Mrs. X is going to be ending at 12 issues. I bet you this volume of X-Force is going to be ending at about 12 issues. And we you don't get to see these characters grow. And then it gets handed... If that character continues, he or she continues somewhere else under a different writer... And shit gets forgotten, or shit gets changed, shit doesn't get addressed. And I don't know, it just doesn't feel very consistent. Uh, I mean, we can sit here and bitch about it, but at the end of the day, I'm still gonna buy it. But I'm also still gonna voice my opinion. Like, you don't have to agree. You can like how they're ending series every year, or every year and a half, and popping up with something new. I think in a way it's interesting, because then you get... But then you get a character like Domino, who otherwise wouldn't get a chance, have a chance for a little while. You know, maybe another character will get, like, his or her own series, you know, because they do this kind of thing. So I feel like there could be a trade-off there. You know, maybe fucking, I don't know, Polaris. Maybe Polaris gets her own 12-issue series. And whereas back in the day, she wouldn't have gotten something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. But I feel like there is a little good that could potentially come from it. But from overall... I don't like it. I really don't. But. No, I, I hate it. Um, I don't know. Just get one writer, one artist, sign them up for a 10-year contract. <laughs> I almost spit. <laughs> I almost spit all over the place. Yeah, you gotta swallow. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, just get somebody to sign up for a lifetime <laughs> commitment, like the Pope or, you know, that's what the Pope has to do. That's what they have to do uh-huh. on the Supreme. No, uh-huh. no, no. Last guy stepped down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they still have to, they still, it's a, it's a lifetime, it's a lifetime commitment. That guy was just a pussy. <laughs> and same thing for the Supreme Court. They're, they're like signed on for life. They don't get to quit that job. So that's what we need. Okay. But for a comic book writer and artist. Yes. Because of all the hot-button topics in the world, there's <laughs> politics, religion, and comic books. Those this... are the three things to be careful yeah. with around the dinner table. Yeah. Especially when Patty's around. That is honest-to-goodness truth. No, okay. Patty, I feel like there's a happy medium, okay? <laughs> Between lifetime commitment and a year. <laughs> I don't feel like a year is enough. No, I, I... You know, because Peter David had X-Factor for so long, and that's the only reason that that book was good. If they switched out writers, like, you know, and didn't give David all of those years of X-Factor, it would have been shit. Oh, now you're calling him by his second first name? <laughs> <laughs> Are you on second first name basis with him, Patty? I don't know if I like where this relationship is going. That's, that's a joke. I, but see, and that's the thing. See, that's a, a completely valid point. I don't disagree with that. Jason Aaron did uh, the first volume of Wolverine and the X-Men. It was like 40 issues, 40-something issues. Yep. He did, I maybe, I don't, I, I don't remember offhand. I'm not going to take the moment now to look it up. But I feel like he did every issue with maybe an exception of one or two. And that was an amazing series. I fucking loved that volume. I don't feel like it's unreasonable, even if it's, you know, still, even if it's still a work for hire contract, even if you're not getting them to commit to something, it's like, hey, listen, 
we like you writing this book. We want to keep you coming back to this. It's getting its sales. So let's, you know, let's extend this. I think that's what they do in football, isn't it? What? Isn't that what they do in football? Uh, Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I know about sports. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah. And, you know, they they have that thing like in in football where you get to pick like like everybody gets a, a turn. Yeah. You put your they, they the leaders, the, the leaders, the leaders stand against the wall, and they get to pick which guys they want. Yep, and that's how that works. The football leaders, the fo- <laughs> and that's what they do. I imagine with comic books, it's just Marvel is like, all right, I'm gonna take Peter David, and then DC's like, okay, I'm gonna take <laughs> Scott Snyder, and then <laughs> and then they just go down the line picking picking people. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then you know it's not like say it's not like Snyder wants to like leave DC or something because I'm sure that they give him a lot of creative liberties and you know he's been working on the same Batman stuff for a while and so like he doesn't need like incentive to come to Marvel because like they let him do stuff at DC and I feel like DC treats their people a lot better than Marvel does at least from the things that I've heard. Just like in terms of kind of like retaining them, okay. I feel like they're they retain people better at DC than they do at Marvel because even though Marvel is a lot more interesting, like the stories and stuff, and the characters, and the characters, and everything, and everything else, <laughs> they just like I mean they even lost Bendis. Yeah, no, that is true. DC somehow managed to uh, to get Bendis away. From Marvel. Yeah, that was crazy to that me. Was, that was. Um, and, and listen, people have their opinions about him, but you can't argue. The the man had the Avengers for, uh, like I said before, almost 15 years. Yeah. yeah, so just, you know, bring comics back to the good old days. One writer, one artist for 15 years. That's it. No exceptions. Make them happy so that they stay there for 15 years. They don't have to sign 15-year contracts. Yeah, you got to wine them and dine them. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be like, oh, well, we're pulling the plug on this. You know, you only, you you know, we told you this is going to be an ongoing. It's going to be 12 issues. So uh, whatever ideas that you had already packed into the four, the first four issues, yeah, you got to you gotta end it within 12. Yeah, I I don't know. It, it it sucks. It sucks hearing that. And but you know, I mean, it kind of hurts too because, and now we're gonna be cautious going forward. Like whatever the fuck comes next, gonna be like, okay, should we get attached to this, or is this just gonna end after? 12 no, issues? it's gonna end after twelve issues. Yeah, I don't know. I hope something changes a little bit. I guess we'll see. We'll see what starts happening once Hickman takes over. I mean, he could be on it for a few years. You know, when Grant Grant Morrison had this. You know, big takeover of the X-Men back in, uh, what was it, 2000, 2001? He had it for a few years. Maybe Hickman will be the same. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And hopefully he's good. Good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget to leave us a comment on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes and anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast. And on Twitter at mutant musings. Are you going to miss the gifted? And are you excited for giant-sized ecstatics? Join us next time, and we'll be discussing some new comics and some classic comics. And until then, fucking Betsy was right. right.